So we're coming to the free market and stuff like that. Everybody has their own niche. Everybody has their own identity, their own thought and what they want to do. Apple was so supreme because of what they kept it. They kept it simple. That's yes. all they did was, and they kept it. And, simple and, and secure. And it's, and it's recognizable, you know, just like the Nike swoosh. Uh, they don't do anything different, but you'll recognize that swoosh no yes. matter what. And it's just what, it's just what people... <clears throat> People in general see they see something familiar, you know. Like if you're like you're talking to us, you're going out, right? You you always see that one person, like maybe at a sandwich spot. You all every day you see them, you recognize that person. We as a society like things that are comfortable and exactly. You know, no one likes change. No one likes patterns. Exactly. <laughs> lines and all that. That stuff. Is, that they notice like when we were growing up watching TV, you always turn on the TV and guess what? You got two hundred channels. There's nothing to fucking watch. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to fucking watch. Why? Because there's two hundred fucking. There's two hundred fucking options. Yeah, I don't care. You can't go to channel fucking one and look at the TV guide and <laughs> yes, watch dude. that small scroll anymore. And be like, exactly. I want to watch that. Then I want to watch that. Then I want to watch, watch that. Yeah, or just sit there. You know, yeah. just just going out. Netflix now, like I'll no. look into that. Like, they got a random button now. There's so many options. Like, there's okay, too many. Yeah, there's, there's too awesome. many. It's, it's a random button. That's it. And that's and that's where they figured out. And that's where great marketing is, is where you cancel all the noise. And when people, when you see like the motivational speakers, all these motherfucking finance guys, they're like, dude, pick your one and follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Because that's, everything else is just white noise. Because mm-hmm. everybody else sees that. It's just white noise. You find that one thing, people see that. That's it. That's your con. Like when I put petticoats, like that is my, that is that one same shit you see. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's my brand. That's it. I don't give a fuck about anybody else, and I don't care care what they look like. I'm gonna keep it as that. Yeah, and yeah. that's where, and that's where you built a familiar. Um, what's the word? Familiarity. Familiarity. Yeah, yeah, on that. Mm-hmm. It's like association. You exactly. Know? So you're building an association <coughs> with exactly. that, and that's the same thing. People like, and that this is a hilarious example. But anytime anybody sees a meme or anything about. Cucking or fucking somebody's yes, girl. Dude. I, get, I, get, I get tagged in so much shit, and that's just because I kept a running joke going for five years. You I know what I mean? And it's like it's embedded in our head. Yeah, it's like, head right there. Cuck. I have. I, 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 I joke about that shit too long. He's gonna come around. Bro, something happening at home? Like, you want to tell me? About I it? I'm so supportive. <laughs> <laughs> I told my employee that, like, I, you know, it's been going on for long enough. I have no idea if it's a joke or not, and I think at this point it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly, it's like it's like whether yeah. the um, myth was true or not. It's just that fact. But that it hits your brand, though. Like you know, right there and then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I accidentally did that with blue and green for a while. I mean, it wasn't yeah. accidental. I, you know, painted my shop with blue and green. My car was blue and green. But I would uh, post on Facebook any time I saw. You know, there's one time I was in a stop and shop checking out, and there were blue and green sleds right next to each other. And I posted yeah. a picture. And you know, before I knew it, all of my friends were uh, were like sending me anytime they were in a store and saw blue green blue, uh, green. blue aisle green aisle, mm-hmm. they would send it to me. Woo-hoo. And uh, it was great branding. But the the real, you know, I made it. I was at my uh, networking group and. The hypnotist uh, acknowledged he, he had had a dream that I tried to convince him to paint all of the furniture in his house blue and green. And I was like, I've, got the, I've got the hypnotist waking up thinking about me. We're good. But that's, that's the power with repeated patterns, though, because we're all habitual creatures. Yeah, you know, like that's all we are. So if we see something consistent, especially especially on any of our end. I see that that's that's your thing. That's what you repeat. That's what I associate you with. You know, and that that gives people the reminder. Hey. So that's them. That's the uh, the the 
concept behind this is a RAS, Reticulator Activating System, or, or Reticulated Activator System. It's one some variation of that. It's essentially, it, it's neuro-linguistic programming. It's training your brain mm-hmm. to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's what you're doing with your branding is mm-hmm. training people mm-hmm. to, they see this, they think of exactly. you. Exactly. Or like when you buy a new car and you start seeing your car everywhere. <coughs> yep. It's like, yep. oh yeah, that's because that's I'm bad. in this car. It's exactly bad. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's always been a little fascinating to me, like how you know I, I start I start looking at cars and then I start doing that. So yeah. then when I actually get a new car, it's not like because I'm like oh yeah, there's an HRV over on Plantation Street. I've seen that for three weeks now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but like before that, I had no clue that car was there. Exactly. But now I can't ignore it. Not, Every all. single time, it is I see it when I drive by. <laughs> yep, yep. My son's obsessed with Teslas, and there's a Tesla near our house, and every time we drive by, it's like. Tesla. So like, another, it, you know? another fascinating application of this concept that I've seen is uh, you teach kids to count motorcycles on road trips, and mm-hmm. then when they grow up, they're looking for them when they're driving. Oh, no. Right? I saw a meme about that, and it was brilliant. That's, that's I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. No shit. Danny, do you have two babies now? Yes. So I have a 10-year-old and a few months-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. A few yes. months. Yeah. <laughs> I have an infant. <laughs> a real baby, you know? Can't hold, yeah. can't hold his neck up yet. Cool. he's the best man he's literally like he's so fucking happy like he doesn't cry he's calm he's super fucking calm when he cries it's like only for a little bit and like, like a hey fucking listen yeah like yeah. hey what's up like and he'll let you know before he cries like for 10 minutes he'll be like the free warnings yeah but it's a little free whining start touching me right now or else I'm gonna be real mad give me some food fam send it it's been great, bro. It's been great to be a father again. I mean, not that I ever stopped. Yeah, but, but like... Uh, like, baby phase again is fucking amazing. I mean, and the fact that my son's 10, so, like, he can help yeah. now, and he likes helping. He oh, loves, he does? Well, that's wonderful. He's in love with his little brother, Good. you know what I mean? He's always like, oh, my little baby brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wonderful. So, like, yeah. it's going to be dope. I already know growing up, like, he's always going to have a lookout for him, you know, picking him up from school and shit, so... Yeah. It's going to be sick, man. It's going to be sick. Good. Nice little family. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Ten years is like the right, you know, like they can nice help gap, it, but not, you know, you know it's not a, a immediate burden on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not like they're going to be fucking fist fighting either. It's right. Like, dude, just don't punch your brother. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. soft and gentle, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> I believe in you. Eight, eight or nine years apart, there still might be fist fights. Ten years, the, one of them is definitely going to be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the acknowledgement is like, all right, dude. Bro, you're going to college next year, right? <laughs> right. You're really going to bully a child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just pass over the Wii remote or whatever. Just just pass out. Well, shit. It's, uh, pass over the, uh, the PS7 remote. <laughs> the PS7 remote. At that point. It's going to be the boomerang. So, eight, eight, nine years. Yeah, PS7. <laughs> For you, I, I'm, I guess, I mean, my mind is just off on a tangent now, but Damn. now I'm wondering, so like, when did you come to Worcester, or was Worcester the first place you came when you came to Massachusetts? Or so, tell me that story. So the funny thing is, I, so I was born in Vietnam, I came yes. here when I was five with my family, with my dad and mom, um, we came, we came like the, I think it was like Staten Island or something like that, like that whole immigrant like island. Uh, we came in here, realized that poverty is not our shit. Uh, they worked really hard to get us all the way down to Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, he built up he built up mass of money there. Moved in, got a really good job doing a uh, machine machine uh, engineering, doing um, building uh, airplane um, airplane engine parts for Fire. the U.S. government. Uh, 
Yeah, like I think he said, like by like the nineties, he was getting paid like nineteen, twenty dollars an hour, which was like fucking Shit. phenomenal yeah. money yeah. back He's then. Killing it. Got us a house. Got us a house in Berlin, Connecticut. Um, then obviously shit hit the fan, got laid off, uh, troubles came, came upon the house and shit like that. Uh, marriage fucking broke apart. And so my old man had no other choice than to fucking fly his way to UK, learned how to grow pot there, brought the information back to, uh, Berlin and this was, like, when my mom was, like, we're all, like, fucked, like, figuring shit out and stuff like that. Like, he, the, the, my old man, I know I talk mad shit about him <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. like, we're, like, we're in, like, a rough patch right now. But this man was, like, on, like, the goal to not fucking let us down. So, yeah. like, you have to, so, like, you have to understand, like, our position, like, where we started is, like, yeah. him being, like, dude, I got three kids. They, my, my, my wife, our ex-wife at the time, knows no English. I need to make this work. So he, so he got the knowledge. He came down back to Berlin, paid my mom out for the house so she can do whatever she wants to do because they weren't together anymore. He he started growing and stuff like that. And this was a time when like racism was a real big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this I I was I was alone. I was like I didn't have that. I I was with the wrong crowd uh, because they gave me the attention. They were not good attention, but they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. I smoked weed and like that was like the time where like I found his well, shit. Well, that was the mistake. Yeah. If you didn't do that, you might have had a great life. <laughs> you know, you know, certain certain situations happen. But I found his weed and I was like, dude, I smoke weed. I'm gonna bring this shit to school and hang out with them. Oh. Got caught, got busted. Caught. They got they expelled me. They expelled me from school. Weed is super super legal. Super illegal, super illegal, dude. Super fucking illegal. Expelled my ass. I didn't snitch on my old man. Hey, you know. So he was cool with that. <laughs> moved me. Then we moved to Southington, which is one of his grow house there, because he was like, "Yo, we need to figure this out. Get get yourself situated in there." Went there for a couple years, and then and then he ended up. We ended up in Worcester because of the weed trade. Yeah. He was like, dude, this is this is it. We're gonna. I he set up shop up here. So around what there. what year was that? I was fourteen. I was fifteen. Fifteen when I moved to Worcester. Mm-hmm. Born in eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. Okay. So t- t- uh, two thousand five six ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four. Oh, four or five. Four. Mm-hmm. Four. Oh, dope, dope, dope. What? So, and then you came to Worcester and set up shop and still here to this day? Well, yeah. Well, at, well, there was a there was a period where when he got busted, we got sent back to my mom's down in Connecticut and stayed down there for two two to three years. And then I loved Worcester, so I went back up. <laughs> and I stayed and I stayed ever since. Nice. I love it here for better or worse. It's yeah. got a, you know. I love <laughs> this weird ass city, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, man. So, so it sounds like, I think if I'm doing the math right, you spend at least half of your life in Worcester. Yeah. You know, I mean, bounce. Yeah. But half yeah, exactly. Life. Word, 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 word. Dope. Dope. So you can't say I'm like a native, but. No, like, I, I, love, you're, you're, I love I mean, you grew, you grew up here. Yeah. You spend, I mean, I, so I moved to Worcester when I was 18. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been 13 years. And I, I so I, you know, I spent my entire adulthood here. But, yeah. but it's. There's a big difference. I didn't grow up here. I didn't spend any time. Where did you grow kid. up in? Uh, all over the place. Did uh, you? The short version is my parents live in Shrewsbury. The longer version is I spent my teen years in uh, Lancaster uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I grew up in various special education schools. So I, until seven, lived in Shrewsbury and then uh, Framingham for a few years, Methuen for a year and a half, uh, and then Lancaster for No five. shit. 
No yeah. shit. Yeah, dude. I was in Berlin, Bounce. Southington, East Hartford, New Britain, and then Worcester. I was all over the fucking place. I never moved out of Worcester. So, so Worcester's the only place no. you've lived in Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah. This is the only, like, real city, though, and that's why I loved it so yeah, much. Yeah, I like, mean, this you... is, you, you know, it's either this or Boston, and fuck Boston. Yeah, yeah, fuck Boston. Yeah, <laughs> like, there is so many cons and, like, three pros, and I don't know if any of them apply if you don't have money. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude. Precisely. Exactly, yeah. man. Nah, Worcester, Worcester's, like, just a gem, man. It really is. It really, dude, especially when, like, when we were, like, growing up in Worcester, it was, like, such a dirty, like, shit. Like, we were the asshole of Massachusetts. We were, bro. Know? I remember going but, to But, like, it never tried to deny that. Like, yeah. like now we're this new, oh, we're this up-and-coming city, we've got a ballpark, but, Which like... I love it, though. I love the bouginess that they're trying to be. I'm like, dude, this is what I wanted Worcester to be. We grew up, like... We grew up, I was like, dude, this is did how you hear that shooting? Was it a firework, or was it a gunshot? I don't... I don't know. Like, I can't tell, but let's yeah. keep partying. Yeah, let's just keep going. Let's just keep at it, you know? Now it's just like, dude, I can party still, but I'm not worried that some shit's about to fucking go down, you know? I mean, that yeah. shit definitely still But, yeah, that shit... It does, does, but it's, does, but it's not as yeah. prevalent as it was no, back no. then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The past, I mean... Past three or four years. The other day, this, 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 this 17-year-old girl died in the parking Big lot of Big Y. Yeah. Yeah, and then right before that, the shooting on Christmas. Yeah, that yeah. Is, Something yeah. in Millbury at Blackstone, I think the day after. Yeah. Uh, it was in a local group. Someone posted something about a bunch of shootings. I'm like, wait a second. Was this from last night? Like, is, Or is there a third shooting? And it turns out there was a third shooting. Yeah, yeah. So Was it planned, though, or was it a random act of violence? Which one? <sighs> I don't know, actually. I mean, they were saying the big Y one was not random. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's, that's crazy. Bro, that's a 17 year old. Yeah. Come on. Man. They're rowdy. Dude, they're rowdy. When I was in Chicago, dude, like, I'm talking, like, these boys, like, these young bucks don't give a fuck. Like, no. when you're like, and you're like, and you talk to the older heads, like, they're like, OGs. Like, I was like, I was living with fucking, like, like, OG LK, like, OG, like, like, these guys started the games. Word. And they're like, and they're like, looking down at the younger, younger kids. And like, dude, like, back then, like, we had some form of rules of engagement, like, respect. laws and respect. Like, now, like, kids don't give a single fuck. I mean, that's like a, that's a black queer kid in a grocery store parking lot. Yeah. yeah, man. But if you if he said something, if he said something like you, you can't say shit to a kid that's on that mentality. You know, mm-hmm. like one nah, step, they're gonna, been there. what You've the been, fuck? It's all about you know? That's yep. it. Yeah, that, that's terrible. That's terrible. But I mean, like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a weird it's a weird transition where you're trying to tr- where you can't tell them what to do because you did that yourself already. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't you can't just try to teach them a new trick when you already went through that whole process and yeah. taught them that way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a if it's, it's a push and pull and the city's not really helping that situation too because now the taxation's building up. So you're yeah. kind of pushing Instead them of out helping the kids out they're exactly. trying to push them. Yeah, they're well, pushing them out. Yeah, Worcester's getting nicer but not for the people in mm-hmm. Worcester's mm-hmm. getting nicer for to try and get new people. Yes, they're they're there. trying to gather in the new yeah. for they're trying to gather in all the people that want that wanted Boston but can't do it because it's already taken yeah. and they're trying to move it down here to grab <laughs> to get people their who recognize that Fenway is going to be underwater in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> I was telling people I'm like what's this going to be the new water park watch in the next 20-30 years yep. yeah. <laughs> probably just going to skyrocket yep seriously bro seriously okay so hmm what's next dancing fucking is late as shit oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay we're doing great yeah um, <laughs> um, I do think we should uh, what yeah uh, videographer Oh, um, yeah. I do think we should uh, send this one off to be edited and consider using him in the future. We can figure out more details about that later. But yeah, I realized yeah. 
Maybe. Essentially, having someone who does podcasts edit this is probably good, because like then we don't have to worry... I don't know, if we can focus entirely on recording and have someone who knows what they're doing... Mm-hmm. One, cut out all my ums, but but two... Cut out the ums. <laughs> but two, reschedule it. Like, you know, we've had, like, six different conversations at different parts. Yeah, you could yeah. restructure it later so that they go together. True. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's the part that I could... I don't know. If I'm, if I'm editing that and I mess that up, that ruins the podcast. If I, you know, if we have a few extra ums or, you yeah, know, yeah, audio yeah. quality is not amazing. Yes. Um, but when we're shuffling around different parts of the conversation, it might be best to have someone who knows what they're doing. True, yeah. true, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah I don't want that, man. I don't want that. That's the suggestion. Cool. I'm here for it, man. You know, I don't know shit from shit. That's <laughs> why. That's why I get people that actually know their their category. I'm like, dude, you know, I know where my lane is. That's why I hire someone else to do what they need to do. So, something I think a lot of people will be fascinated to hear about is essentially. So, so one, what you know, you, you did time. Yes. Describe is essentially tell us a little bit about uh, the the very beginning of that. Why? Essentially, first okay, of all, yeah. what charge were you? What were you charged with? And how close um, to that is what you were what actually doing? What my final, if you what my, that. what <laughs> my final charges was just a possession because my lawyer was twenty five k. My actual first charge, they put me on a super X, which is uh, uh, trafficking, distri- distribution, uh, possession of over five thousand kilograms of cannabis. Uh, which followed with a which the case was a fifteen to thirty years if they Jesus, if they got me on that in in Chicago in, in Chicago Michigan. in Chicago I mean, Illinois. Illinois 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 they they told me my my my, my lawyer said that you're lucky you got bagged in Chicago because if you were any of the surrounding towns they would actually stick with those with fuck because it's because it's like Chicago's very democratic, and plus yeah. all the crimes that was yeah, very yeah. minuscule. Yeah, like yeah that's, that's, a, that's like yeah, that's mind. nothing. Like, like we're dealing like with cartels, yeah. we're dealing with yeah. fucking heroin. Like we're dealing with the worst of the worst. Yeah, yeah. that ain't shit. We'll deal with that. But, it's amazing how much of a difference it makes to to from what district you're going into. Well, not just what well, not just what district, what section, and yep. essentially yeah. what else is on their do- what else is going to be on their docket. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had a firearms charge that was eventually dismissed. Um, but it, it got it was in superior court, and it was and uh, you know all the other things they were looking at were were violent crimes, and I had a unlawful sale. Yeah, and like comparatively, you know they don't give a shit about that. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's, it's but it's amazing that you know if I was in district court rather than superior or you know Shrewsbury or Marlboro instead of Worcester. Yeah. This would be viewed in high... They'd probably smoke your boots. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Or try I mean, to. But it's either way. It's, the, it's just... They would make it more, di- more difficult. They would look at you like, this Who's is this guy? But, but, but anyway, the, like, where <laughs> you are when this happens, like, this is fucking law. It's supposed to be black and white. And I, yeah. I pun horribly, if not unintended. But, but like, it, it's supposed to be straightforward. And yeah. it's obnoxious that there's this much up to... I don't know, not even discrepancy. It's that this much doesn't matter. Well, it is. I mean, cops, cops themselves are, have full discrepancy on whatever they want to do. If they, if they like you or they feel like you're a decent... And that's what it comes down to, like, the whole, like, that whole movement of, like, a, ra- uh, like a systematic racism. Is that they do have a choice on letting you go or not. You can have a kilo of cocaine. And if the cop likes you, or you're getting... Or I'm not saying all of them get bribes, but... The possibility is there. Right, like they can they can let you go, you know that. So so it is all on their discrepancy, and it yeah, the law the law is the law. But guess what? Mm-hmm. It's again, it's only favorable to how they are. Mm-hmm. You know, Taper. the law is not applied. yeah. When it's yeah. being enforced on a person by person basis, it's no longer like uh, unbiased. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. 
It's all in your section. But yes, yeah, so I got pulled over with over a hundred pounds. Uh, nice. in the car. In the car. I was with I was with a, a friend at the time. I was paying her to do to make the trip with me. Uh, she snitched That's on me. She snitched on me. And I wrote a statement and I took the whole blame and again back to discrepancy. They let her go and drive home. Yeah. I took it and I stayed. Yeah. Which, by law, they're not supposed to let her ass go. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Like if they're getting you for that time, yeah. then that's yeah. you know you're the yeah. But she, I'm not saying she was white, but she was the innocent, the innocent girl. You know the whole yeah. like. And she I honestly, and I'm a man that takes responsibility on what I do. No matter what I do, what I go into, I know what I'm getting myself into. Work. So, so if it's good or bad, I take full you're responsibility. Taking it on the chin. Yeah, 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 I take full responsibility on. Mm-hmm. They always say, "Don't do the crime if you can't do the time." So I knew what we were going on, and this was like I was in a rough patch of my life where I was like, "Dude, I started I started trusty trash, and I needed more money to promote to get out there so I can get out of the game because I was getting like I was just it was just too stressful, too nerve wracking stuff. So I put all my money into it. We got like a pack for like a thousand at the time. That was like obscenely amazing. Mm-hmm. Bring up that like that was like my my out of my ticket like I don't want to be in this. I don't want to look out the window. Mm-hmm. Fucking I'm, I don't want to keep switching phones. Like I kept getting anxiety yeah. doing it. So I tried to get out of it and then you know, fuck, I, I got popped. Yeah. <laughs> I got popped. Yeah. No, this is that's such what? a What did they pull you over for? They pulled me over for going over the speed limit or she was going two miles or three miles over the speed limit. Mm. But what I've learned is that that one highway is called Heroin Highway. Oh. So they so they saw our our uh, our cargo truck uh, cargo van and they saw mass plates and they're like obviously it's like a big thing to them. They're like, hey, yeah, bang bang. here, let's Hold do that. You know, let's see what it is. He opened the do- he opened the window. He took her out separately. Obviously. He came back. He said, I smell raw marijuana. I looked at him, said, no, you don't. And I do not consent to a search. Joke's on me because I was on the passenger. And he <laughs> said, you don't have that right. Step out of the car. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yep. <clears throat> Again, you know. It's that's horrible timing. You're literally trying to get out of the situation that society has shoved you into. And it just, like, this is, I don't know. This is exactly how shit goes wrong. That's I mean, you know, it it is it is what it is. That everybody everybody that goes into this knows the risk, you know, and that's the strive of like. No, I'm not talking yourself. about that. I'm saying essentially like you, the the reason you were committing this crime. Yeah, I, it was committing a crime. That's that part's not the the the, the, the reason you were doing this non immoral crime. Yeah, you know, harmless crime. Yeah, no, you're, you you were no one was going to get hurt as a result of this. Yes, like, I can yes. acknowledge it was a crime. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you were doing this victimless activity to essentially save yourself from being a victim. Like, you were trying to get out of gangs, trying yeah. to get out of that systematic problem. And, like, like it's, I don't know, it, 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 there's, you know, that that's a question that, you know, people might ask us. Why would you have that much weed on you? Well, I'm trying to fucking make money to get myself out of a really, really, yeah. really We're all from Massachusetts. You know how our cost of living is up here. Like, when I tell people, when I tell people, I'm like, dude, like, like that's, you, for, for a person, yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for me, too. But on the grand scheme, okay. On the grand scheme of things, though, that's not comparable to where we live. <laughs> No. That ain't shit. Nope. You are still at the bottom. Yeah. Mm. 
Plus this is probably. Pause. Uh, if I click stop. You were saying about the last time you took acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So the last time I took acid, I was at a music festival up in Maine. This girl dosed me with like ten hits, and like I started seeing. Oh, damn. Like, this was this was my hippie days. I was like I was eating like half sheets at a time. Yeah. I was Whoop. I was a hippie. Jesus Christ. So like again, <laughs> that was back. That was back. That was back in the time when I was okay, having like, drugs. Do you do you can you tell the difference between like three and? <coughs> More like ten and twenty. Like once you once you hit like the five to ten mark, it's more longevity than yeah. you are at a peak. Yeah, You're okay. just, you, you, yeah, you already peaked that high. So I saw this girl who looping in front of me. She started turning like green, purple, and I saw like a bubble sphere in front of her. And I was like, "This is not the place to be." I started walking the other way and just kept on walking. I remember I was like, it was like, it's like the hot heat of summer. So I'm like 105 degrees. I found some weird lake, swam in it, took all my clothes off and kept walking. And then like, shit you not, I like started frolicking on a field and a cop picked me up. He was like, sir, is this your farm? And I looked at him naked, like, like Indian style naked, looking at him like, Sir, does this look like my farm? <laughs> and he's, he like holds his gun, he holds his holster, right? And he's like, "Is this marijuana that you're on?" And I'm like, "Officer, does this look like marijuana to you?" <laughs> like, like the whole the whole situation was so awkward because like I'm still like I know I'm tripping, I know I fucked up, and I know what the situation is going. I just couldn't control laughing. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, no, that much acid you can't. And so, so they picked me up. They picked me. Up, they they got an ambulance. They picked me up. They brought me to the hospital. They're like, "Hey, you're dehydrated. Do you know anybody you can call?" I literally looked at them and was like, "I have no idea. Any numbers? Nothing. Can I use your iPad or anything to hit up my friend?" And this was with Mike Sim, when Mike Sim was living with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hit up Mike Sim on Facebook <coughs> to draw. And Nick Nick Mick came too. Like from Drew, the police iPad. Yeah, bro, he came from. Six, they picked me up six hours away to come get my trippy ass. Good wow. Yeah. The cop was like... you come down at that point? That was the last time I took acid. I was like, dude, I am not, <laughs> not going to do that anymore. I, I can't. You know? And this is... And that's why I just microdose some mushrooms. There was... Uh, <laughs> the time I touched a dead body while on acid. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> Easter last year, we were upstairs. Uh, like, just peaked. Like, done. Like, done. And yeah. there was like screaming outside, and I don't know. I'm I take care of people. That's just I'm, I'm in crisis conversations all the time. That's just how I do. I react. Yeah. I went outside, and there was this dude on the side of the road screaming at a girl in the car, like just screaming at her over there. Okay. Oh, like cross oh. street. Okay. I go up. He's trying to get her out of the car, and he can't. So I pull her out of the car, and when I do, I realize she's fucking dead. Ooh. Oh. And she is blue, and he is screaming, crying, he's beating her, trying to do CPR so hard that she is puking. Like, this dead body is puking that I just touched while peeking. Mm. And there's, like, five This is, like, four around. months into, into, like, the pandemic, by the way. So yes. Oh, in, in the pandemic, in the shit, middle of... Yes, yes, oh, in the middle God. of yeah. COVID. And I, we're, trying to let, we're trying to tell him, like, it's, it's not happening, man, but he's... On whatever she's on, and he that just, and just fucking pure adrenaline yeah. kicking in, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but we tried to get him away. He wouldn't leave it. Finally, cop comes. I'm like 
standing there. Tripping balls yeah. trying to talk <laughs> to Oh, shit, dude. And, but then the ambulance gets there, and one person gets out, and they don't do anything because it's, She's, it's, it's, it's done. Been, I heard them talking, and they said that she probably went like 30 minutes ago, and they were just driving around, and he didn't know. I must have just saw it. No. Yeah. And he is, he's fucking, like, devastated, and she's just, it, he missed it. He, and. Was it, was it, like, drug-related? Yeah. 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 yeah she, See, yeah, this is, yeah. this is the it shit, was, this is the shit I can't stand. It's yeah. like, dude, you're in a market, like, how is that profitable to kill people? Like, I, in, in my, in my mindset, I was like, a business, you yeah. know? I'm like, dude. Like heroin, heroin, and fucking fentanyl. Yep, fentanyl is a fucking legal product too. Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, no, this, my my mom was on that shit growing up. I saw that it's, shit. It's, that shit's an epic Yeah, that like prescribed. Yeah, dude, like, this is bad. epic shit, and this kills people. And and and, and, and in a business mindset, like, how does that bring you back any customers? If anything, that brings you back heat. Yeah, <laughs> that brings you back more. Like, why is that necessary for it to keep being? I don't. I don't understand why it keeps existing. I have never there's, read. Like, why, like, I mean, much there's money. gotta be. Like, my, but not in the money though. It's like, like as a consumer, as like just because I love drugs. I love all the hippie drugs. Mm-hmm. I did ketamine. Yeah. I did coke. I loved all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like when you're looking at like these like that certain drug itself, I'm like, dude, I've never read a good review on that. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody says like, oh yeah, dude. Well, so I from love what I understand, it. I think a lot of heroin dealers are cutting it to essentially increased addiction. Mm-hmm. But but like the. I don't know. It's how is this still like? How are there still heroin dealers who who are are essentially? I mean, I, I guess the, the answer is they're not smart. None of them are saying <clears throat> other people are making this mistake. I better be careful not to, and then actually taking steps to not make the same exact mistake. Mm. Like the, the real question is not why are they adding fentanyl? It's to get people more addicted. The real question is how the fuck are they not doing it at a low like 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 if if there are like my guess is it's such a such so potentially lethal that. You know they they are putting a tiny amount in and it's still killing and, people and, or the people um, themselves but, are abusing. But but agreed. Mm-hmm. Why the like? Well, so so I I I guess you know we're expecting heroin people dealers to say, um, I know I might get more customers from this, but I also might lose customers, and that's not worth the risk. Yeah, they're not saying that. They're yeah. they're, they're that's not that's you know, not a thought I mean, process. There was fentanyl laced weed in Framingham. Yes. Yeah. Did they yeah. test? It? Was that tested though? Because I saw something where they where I think it was like Springfield or something. They like test. It was like a label saying it was te- uh, it had fentanyl on it, and then they tested it, and it was a false. It was false that it wasn't, and that was just like a marketing ploy <coughs> from the cops. I which I, I don't know. I don't know I, anything I about anything anymore. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I just saw that they found out that it had originated in Framingham, and there was a couple places hmm. or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't put it past certain fucking. So, like the other thing that we have to acknowledge too is like a lot of people that sell drugs aren't even like sell hard drugs anyways aren't even putting that shit in their mind like on that level you know what I'm saying yeah. whereas like like the compassion ends here like the like yeah I think heroin but even this already accepted this that point, their user yeah, this, is, this is all business you know what it is I know what it is this is that I shit. I think the difference you know is you're coming into it from the mentality of uh, I need to keep my customers because yes, that's yeah, what you guys care yeah, about. Whereas yeah. they know that there will not be a shortage of new customers. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And, the business of death. I got you. Yeah, they're playing with with the devil's angel. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, the angel of death. In, mm. uh, in, now in, I see the perspective on th- that. There's a, a saying, uh, fast, uh, fast nickels over slow dimes uh, and... 
I, I don't know. I personally want, you know, super slow quarters. Uh, but the fuck yeah, up. dude. Right I'm right a half dollar fan. Yeah, I'll, I'll chill for a year. year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's a lot of people where it, it's, you know, they're making five bucks, ten bucks here and there. It, it doesn't matter. They know they will get new customers. Mm. Uh, and it, it's, I don't know, it's essentially an ethics thing. Uh, you know, they, they've already accepted that their customer base might kill themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's just morally terrible, especially when it shows it into, like, our system, too. Like, our justice system itself, like, you're attacking, again, we're going back to, like, marijuana, but you attacked us for so long, and, like, you haven't even hit these guys in the highest level, but you know where they are. You yeah, know they're exactly connected to them. They, yeah. they have funds. They yeah. have fucking. They have lobbyists that are getting paid by these guys. You know what I'm saying? Well, the like, uh, the perk the perk <clears throat> movement. I think we were talking. Me and my girl were talking about uh, it. Right. How like the, yeah. how doctors were prescribing this and getting kickbacks for over prescriptions mm-hmm. from these companies yeah. who sure. started who started this whole uh, um, epidemic or whatever it's called. Yeah, epidemic. Yeah. yeah, and then like. Like, the thought process, like, never, like, like it blows my mind being, like, these are trusted people that agreed and sold sold this to you knowing damn well it was extremely addictive. Yeah. But, but it was legal. This yeah. brings us back to, that, to, to capitalism not breeding innovation. It breeds, I mean, it, 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 people try to figure out how can they make more money with doing as little differently as but possible. But they could have done it naturally, though. That's, that, that comes with politics and, like, laws. Because yeah. the opium plant itself, derived, it is very, it, it has its component. It's useful. Yeah, it's very useful. They mimicked it and they, they synthesized it and it made it wrong, just like K2, the spice. Uh, yeah, what was it? Um, a me- an actual medical company developed that chemical because they were doing studies in cannabinoids. And guess what happened? We fucked that whole shit up. That would make you fucking sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that would like make a fucking no shit, no shit, dude. Bullshit. That shit will put you... Like, you'll look like a zombie exactly. smoking that shit. Exactly. Like, this is like... We're... Mm. We are... I don't know what we're doing when it comes down to, like, their policies and their politics... Uh, like, how they think of... How do you think of their ways yeah, of everyone, Everyone's trying to pass the buck. I mean, the, the, we, we got a really... Buck, though, you can grow... You can, it, it is more profitable to grow opium itself and then and then dose it correctly yeah. and give it to the people. Yeah, but they would need to acknowledge all of... The, the wrongs. The wrongs. Yeah, they'd, have to, right. they'd have to, like, oh, fucking... The, the real com- complication here seems to be with accountability. Mm. Like, anyone who says we should do it differently needs to acknowledge that the way we're doing it sucks horribly. Yeah. And politicians are not... I don't know. Everyone's trying to save face. Everyone's trying to, to, but but everyone's trying to save face. Everyone's trying to keep themselves in a position to be able to do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. Honestly, with the the pandemic response, you get to see really quickly how as soon as someone else takes responsibility, other people are like, "Nope, we don't need to at this level." Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I I think the pandemic was needed to see like from <laughs> all like the waves of like our like the civil like movements and stuff like that. For people to actually have time, like as Americans working so hard, they block out everything else. They have to go back to their families. They want to provide and stuff like that. That little break it, it, gave us an insight on what's actually happening. It accelerated a yeah, lot of things. Exactly. People are. It brought up a lot of issues. That a people lot of issues, and like a lot of these politicians couldn't even handle it. They're like they're yeah. pointing fingers at each other, but not at themselves. And we're over here being like, dude, you are the ones laying down the law. But that's the thing. It's all of them pointing at each other. And, you know, the people are like, hey, here's what we need. Here's what we want. And they, it's not that necessarily that they don't care, but they're not even listening. But, and that there's, is, there's a whole slew of shit on their board that doesn't match anything that we're saying. And if it does, it's going to be exploited to see how beneficial it could really be. 
to the bi- their bigger picture. Yeah. That's the big you thing, know? though. It's the explosion. It's like the misinformation and like the nipping picking on what they want to show you and what you want to see. Because like when you see like when I saw the whole like the whole like oh um, the red and blue states or whatever like the all lives matter, black lives matter. The the thing is though that like they both have the common thing, which is like yeah, like. The core is all lives matter stuff like that, yeah. and they're all nitpicking at each other mm-hmm. on small issues that isn't supposed to be as a whole. Well, no, and I think everyone's avoiding the conversation, and not not everyone. actual conversation, not yeah. everyone, but 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 a lot of this dialogue is not dialogue or actual discourse. It is me, me, me. Like right. anyone who's responding to Black Lives Matter with something other than yes, they do <laughs> again. And, and, to... right, so you're acknowledging that both sides are always like the me, me, me part. Yeah. Like, no. That's, what, that's well, what we built on is the decisive block that we that we're not crossing, and that's again with people in power having the ability to market so greatly in every platform to show you that what, how you think and how I think is right. So, so how I think and what you think, I don't give a fuck about. It. <laughs> yeah. I don't. You're give a right. Fuck. You're yeah. right. You're no, right. You know? yeah. like, the algorithm I'm looking at, no, the algorithm you're looking at, are are telling exactly. you that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm enforcing it. Yeah, it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Which back, we all agree, like this is all fucked up. Like everybody <laughs> understands, like fuck the government. Yeah. Everybody agrees. They're all on trying that. to do Jedi. No, not, not, <laughs> exactly. not everybody. I really not wish you were right. Who, but, but, but who really believes in the government? Forty-year-old white dudes. Yeah, I mean, anyone. I don't even think the forty-year-old white dudes. No, I've been arguing with them and really. Worcester groups, it is, they are closed-minded. But, but, but here's the thing. They are not just like, they, they, they are they are passionate. Very passionate. Yeah, they are passionate that not just that current things are good, yeah. that that all of the, our ideas are bad. I and mean, then you have to take, take a step back and recognize what exactly... Well, which ideas are bad, though? I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, some of them are pretty bad. Like, if you're, you're going to defund the police, I'm like, that's kind of bad, because I know some really shitty-ass people that will come and rob your place if there's no law enforcement whatsoever. Right. We go in. Yeah, but that's not what the defund the police means, and there's not but, no law enforcement. But that's also, but that's also, that's also like, when you're broadcasting it, well, that's wait, a simple-minded person. Sure, but, but yeah, someone uh, well, someone could so, someone could take it that way. I exactly, see, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but 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 that's what that comes down to is they're they're still they're not actually responding to your thing. So like mm-hmm. that's the exact. Let's not. We we should definitely do a podcast on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, <coughs> but we're not. You know, defund the police isn't like that. Is the the problem is is the way you address that is you said people will rob you. Like yeah. that's not so one that doesn't contradict the concept of defund the police. Yeah. Two, uh, the police don't stop people from getting robbed. No, they sometimes they... will do something about it afterwards. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But the yeah. presence is there. That's yeah. what that, that's what that that's what yeah. you're attacking. Is I, the I, I have found that locks keep uh, honest men honest. Uh, you know, I've got a, a nice. So cool guns. Guys. I believe in guns. No, no, no. Lo- locks keep honest men honest, and cameras keep dishonest people accountable. Uh, yes. and, yeah. and guns make people who feel safe who otherwise don't. Uh, is, is or or powerful. Do you believe? Do you believe that everybody should have a gun? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Everybody. not. Should yeah, everybody I, I, be allowed to get a gun? Mostly. I think most people should have a gun. How many? Wait, wait, wait. We're just talking about like the kind of unstable people in the world. Like, <laughs> I think they should too, because guess what? If you're going to go into if oh, unstable oh, persons oh. going to your house and it's a and it's a stand, so, stand so castle we, law, you're. So, I, I might be terrible, so, no, but no, you're not going to happen. You're still. You're, you're. We're not. We're still not actually addressing the problems. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're discussing mentalities around yeah. them. That's the same as. 
the existence of law enforcement means people won't get robbed. Mm-hmm. No, that's just people are afraid of gun- uh, of getting arrested. Now people getting are afraid robbed. of. Yeah. You, you are right that if everyone thinks everyone else has a gun, no one's going to go around robbing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think if everyone has a gun, uh, there would be more violence. I think if everyone had access to Do you firearms, think there would be a spike. I, I believe I agree with you. There would be a spike, but over time, they're going to be like, "Hey, you're, you're, you're thinking about like unplanned people, like, like or even planned." What I'm trying to say is, there's going to be there would be an increase in domestic violence. There would be a, a increase, a significant. Why would there be a, Why would there be an increase because, in domestic because, violence because if both people, parties have guns? Because because guns give power to people who because because like, I love guns, but they I don't are, love guns. But, but, I just know what their role is, right? And you have respect for them, and you don't want to hurt anyone. What about the people who don't have respect for them and are comfortable hurting people? Because mm-hmm. there's Again, a lot goes, of abuse with a spike. So let's just say you have one you have one person that has love and compassion and doesn't want and they're back to, to a corner. Now that person doesn't have a gun, but the other one does or has or has the ability to get that, that person is back to that I, that's one of those let's use teachers as an example. Because yes. there's a large demographic saying we should arm teachers. Now yes, I think I, that I, teachers I, I, should I, be allowed to carry guns. I think there should I think any smart gun shop is gonna offer a huge discount for both training and fuck yeah, they should. But how many teachers do you know that you would tr- stand behind with a gun? Not not because like they're not going to be competent with it. They're they're all competent, responsible people. How many teachers do you know that in an active shooter situation would like want to be willing to shoot someone, comfortable shooting someone? Because mm-hmm. that person that you're talking about being backed into a corner, whether or not they have a gun. They probably aren't willing to use it on someone else, even if it is. Which comes to Sarah, but you're in a, if there's a situation where there's a shooting coming in, you see ten kids, you see ten kids getting killed. You're shooting them. Or freeze. <laughs> you're yeah. shooting them, or you're freezing. But again, a collective group. Yeah, you have that one person, yeah. but then there's also ten other teachers that see that, and they're like, yeah. one of them is gonna be like, fuck no. Yeah, but then yeah. there's also nine other guns that like this one kid who had a really really bad day now has access to. But now think about it though, mm-hmm. that one kid that thought that came in there. Already has that perception. I'm walking in, and that whole school is armed. I don't know if I should try this. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't. I don't know. I, you're, you're not wrong. I do know that that uh, school uh, uh, gun-free zones have more shootings, etc. That they're soft targets. I, I get that, mm-hmm. and I, I think we could build a culture around not. Re- for, for example, I don't think schools should be not allowed to have. Like, I think absolutely teachers should be allowed to carry guns at school. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between allowing them to and saying everyone should. I do not. I, I like. I, I think the you know. But allowing them would every every school should then. If you're allowing one, you should allow all of them. Yeah, every school should allow all teachers to carry firearms. Yeah. But I don't think every teacher should have a firearm. In fact, I specifically. I can agree with that. I can agree. Yeah. All not not all. If you're if you're going through so a this, test, this is based like on a few test. things. Yeah. One, I've, I've seen how irresponsible people are. Mm-hmm. I also teachers are usually compassionate, kind, caring people who already have enough on their plate. And well, is that just a mentality because of how their personality is to you? That you see that your perspective to them is that they're carrying the compassion. They're very sweet, to- sweet tone talking people comparable to the one guy that like you think is an asshole well, because he sounds, he, sounds, he sounds like an arrogant douchebag but he has a heart of gold. Well, there's the- a big difference between your perspective of what is, what is compassion and what is not. But but it's not about the the compassion of me. It, it is essentially I'm saying um, most of the teachers I know aren't people that I think would uh, be would readily use a firearm to defend themselves. Like, I, I'm essentially saying that the overlap between people who should carry a gun for self defense and people who become teachers is like 
very little. But yeah. that's also the little, the little, the little chance you have on like the situation that would arise, yeah. and that's the that's the issue that we're having now is that we're constant. It's not it's not us as a percentage. It's a very small percentage on how the media portrays. Like there are always shootings. There's always fucking shootings in yeah. in America. But that's a very small comp- comparison to the rest of the country. Yeah. But having that thought process, though, I would rather have them be prepared. For if it ever arise, maybe maybe they got licensed, they got didn't happen. Twenty, thirty years, they every one of them wishes none of this will ever happen. But if it does happen, though, it is there, and if they can save that one, because that's that's that is dramatizing. If you witness a death, yeah, one thousand percent about it. I I I one thousand percent get what you're saying and what you're getting at, and but I also think there's a way to get to that end result mm-hmm. without giving everyone guns. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like I think I I agree with you in the sense that it's like, like yeah, knowing them like it's basically the same thing as like. Like you're trying to bully people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You go you go to a place and you're trying to wave your dick around, beating people up, but these people have older brothers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now everybody's older brother is hanging out with them because they know that you're a big <laughs> as their older brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, okay, now now you walk into there knowing that there's older brothers around. You can't beat up these kids. Like it's like I get it, I get I get it, but I also think that there's a way there's a way there's a better way than what's going on right now. Do There's I know? I, I don't fucking know. You know what I'm There's saying? There's a meme I love that's uh, essentially, uh, no, uh, there's nothing we can do about this. There's no way we can stop this, says, stop the, only, says the only country in the world where this happens. That right has happened. <laughs> exactly. So I'm saying it's like, there's <coughs> change to be We, we totally have a problem with our culture. And but there's actually worse places, though, because like look at look the news in Africa, though. Like Africa, like there's there's children getting massacred. Bro, yeah, the worst yeah. Yeah. They are. All of them. They are so much worse. We are supposed to not be a third world country. We're supposed to avoid having, you know, we we can mitigate our. So I I think what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that I think the real issue with our our gun uh, violence is the culture around it. The Mm -hmm. the acceptance that this happens, and then, but not just the acceptance that this happens. The reluctance to do. I ask a question: What what culture? What culture are we talking about when it comes down to firearms culture? Yeah. Um, so, so it, it is that. It, so one, it is that there's anyone saying the solution for the gun problem is more guns, mm. uh, because mm. that is that. So we can break down all of the things that that comes back to, but that is still. Here's here's. Let me explain where I come from when it okay, comes to yeah. guns. Not where I come from, but but my view. Yeah, I love them. Uh, but if there was a button, if there, if I had a magic button that uh, would make all guns disappear and not be able to be recreated, or even if just all the guns in the country and not be able to be imported, I would slap that button so fucking hard because it would make the country and world a better place. But then we would have people to just use yeah, knives yeah. and swords. Sure. Hopefully. That way to kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I would much rather people who have to know what they're doing with a sword or a knife or think hopefully a bow and arrow. I can't mow a school down with yeah, yeah, you yeah, can, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's, yeah, you can if you're Anakin. Not everybody's fucking Anakin. So, so one, the only reason we really need guns <laughs> are because of guns. Yeah. Good guys don't need guns. Bad guys. Don't I can't need say guns. that because over in Vietnam, nobody's allowed to have guns there. The only people that are allowed to have guns are the mil- or the actual government officials, and they abuse the shit out of it by bribe by making. Bribe so what you're saying is the reason other people need guns is because of the people with guns. Well, I'm not that, saying it's like government first people. No, no, but that but that guns is, are only it is it is the perspective. It, again, it is like you said. <coughs> 
only people that you want guns is to have that feeling of like having like they need it for like protection power or whatever they have. That's the thing that we actually need to address is the power problems yes, in our yes, country yes, and society. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, well, it's also it's also the 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 consciousness of the person itself. Let's say let's say let's say you are looking at someone else and you see them as a threat, but they don't see you as one. The perspective there is that now you're thinking what they're not thinking at all. Well, the, the real problem is now we are responding to that. We are now going through society saying, what if they think I'm a threat? Because a lot of society is saying, what if they're a threat? But everybody mm-hmm. is Unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Everybody can potentially be a threat. So yeah, we need to get away from that. And that's, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah. can potentially be a threat. Yeah, and that's a... That's a yeah, but that's an acknowledgement that we have to understand that like every like everybody's like point is like you're a threat, you're a threat, you're you're that. And it's like, dude, every yeah, all of us are. That's this comes back to the the, the capitalism and resource, uh, virtually unlimited resources mm-hmm. is, and, and the reason that I'm you know strongly I don't know about against capitalism, but but the what it ends up creating is you know it's the whole pie thing. It's essentially you can you know if I get a larger piece, it means you're getting a smaller piece. You, the, why am I a threat? Like, not obviously not me, but yeah. why other people are a threat because, uh, you know, because they, of that, because, because of you that. might, yeah, because, because the, pie, a, but the pie you're eating, though, right? So, I'm so we're we're more of the creators, you know, of like certain things. Like, I've always like told myself, like, I would rather not, I would not create anything, I would rather create or like build something off to make my own pie. And then eat it off there. There's not a lot. There's not yeah, enough people are doing that. Huh? You do need the ingredients, but that's still very. That's still those are negotiable raw raw Sure, pieces. sure. Let's say let's say that you had a great supply of the ingredients mm-hmm. and you already have all the knowledge to make that cake. Mm-hmm. So now you're making cakes. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to make more cakes than you need because you can, yeah. and then other people want those cakes. Yes. Eventually, you start charging more for your cakes because you've gotten better at it. Your cakes are better quality, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Um, at what point? Is someone else getting less cakes because you're making more? The point is that they're not making their own cakes to go against mine. Not everyone can make their own cakes. Not everybody can, but that's them. But there's their portion. If they're working for me, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is me on that. right. But, but but if you so like this isn't a this isn't a uh, you need to fix this problem. This yeah. is a here's here's a alternative uh, a alternative uh, way to uh, look at it. Is what if instead. You made enough cakes for your entire community, and someone else like like this is a alternative concept. Okay. Now, the reason okay. you need to make the reason you're selling those cakes is mm-hmm. because you didn't make the cakes because you wanted food. You made the cakes because you could and and had the resources, and you know. But but if you were just making it for food, you would make five cakes, and you know you'd have cakes for yourself for a week. Like like the the goal here is making an, as many cakes as possible to make as much money as possible. And it just keeps going from there. Whereas if you're trying to take care of your community or even like a, like make enough to, so you have enough cakes to give away, mm-hmm. you could do that sustainably for a very long time. But you're not. You're trying to make as many cakes as possible because that's what you do when you make cakes. But that's a push and pull, though, because those com- like those giveaways, you can give that away. Yeah, but but the the exactly, but but the 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 other pull, the external factors here are that you needed cakes in the first place. Whereas if you're making enough cakes for someone else, no one's going to see you as a threat. You're giving them cakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the reason you're a threat is because you are using up all of the cake ingredients. Uh, because you're charging them, and if they what if what if they know they don't have money, they don't have the ingredients for the cake, and they don't know how to make cake. You're the one with the asset here, mm-hmm. and you're making as much of it as possible, which uses up as much resources as possible, and then you're charging as much as possible because that's simple commerce. Yes, 
But you just also said that we have an unlimited supply of... Uh, no, you have an unlimited supply. Oh, they don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, they yeah. don't. As a society, well, they that's the don't. thing. Is as a society, we don't have a shortage of cake ingredients. Mm. We have, we don't have a shortage of people who know how to make cakes. Yeah. We have... Uh, the, the people who have who are providing the ingredients consistently increase their prices because that's how because the people who are buying them will continue to pay them and if you won't someone else will mm. and that is why we end up having people who are like well I'm going to go make my own cake or make mm. my own cake ingredients mm. <laughs> but so so the real problem is that you're stuck in this that you didn't you, it's not your fault that you th- that there's limited resources it's not your fault that other people don't know how to make cakes it's not your fault that I don't know. It's not that your fault that you need to eat cake, (laughs) but but it's also not your responsibility to fix this. So I think you're trying to find the medium of things, and like you're you're saying how capitalism is fueled by greed, and that not just greed, but but also uh, the whole supply and demand thing. You know, the natural natural route for a for anyone in capitalism to go is to eventually control that supply and demand. That's what I was talking about with branding earlier. About how you know Magic the Gathering has done something really cool because they've created a value for something in their community, and then they make something designed for that community. It's the same thing as you know if you create a loyal brand that wants to buy your T-shirts, and then you make those T-shirts, and you are immediately selling those T-shirts to those people. You have created this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if if you you know jack up the prices of your T-shirts because your brand is growing and more people want it. Mm-hmm. That is symbol, you know, you're marketing well. That means you are increasing the demand yeah. while decreasing the supply. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's how you could... So, so, so what you have to recognize is, you know, that's what... I mean, I'm, I'm really right now passionate about the right to repair because, uh, you know, Apple has... Uh, it, Apple's just the biggest one. All the other companies are doing this. But Apple is, you know, if you, you know, your iPhone dies in two years, you, you're going to go out and buy another iPhone. You might look at all the uh, alternatives, but what they have figured out how to do is make it make the most sense for you to just buy another iPhone. Mm-hmm. They've also made it make sense for you to not worry about it dying in two years by offering protection plans, trade-ins, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, does it make sense for the consumer for you to have to replace your phone in two years? Is this something anyone would choose to do? No, but they have given you a list of options, and you may pick the most sensible one they have given you. Mm-hmm. So, the, but I also think that option is very is very. Uh, I want. I don't. I don't know the again. I don't know like the nitpicking of like your actual uh, the actual industry itself. But like when I go through like the trade ins, you know, I see that as sustainable because now you're not throwing away this this tech. Sure, they're they're using the recycling, scrapping it, and well, then reusing it again. So so. Uh, think of it this way: mm-hmm. uh, Would you have traded in your phone if you could get more from an individual pro- pro- uh, person? What do you mean? I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, they're going to offer you 350 bucks for a phone that if you put on Craigslist you could get 500 for. Why would you give it to them for 350? Mm-hmm. There's a long list of reasons. Okay, yeah. They, they, they make it super easy. They make it make mm-hmm. sense. There's a lot of reasons you don't want to go on Craigslist to sell your phone. But they're paying more now for your phone for your phone to give it back to them. For a trade-in, sure. They're doing and like a, and a then they put it on their eBay, uh, on their eBay uh, account that they uh, use to control the value of the secondhand market. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. and they're offering a warranty with it. There, so so the so the business is beneficial to them because there's less people buying used phones. Mm-hmm. You know that they, they want people to to spend fifty bucks more here and there on a, on a, a refurbished phone from them rather than going to Best Buy. And. Okay, so something I want to bring it back to, I want to dial it back to, when you were talking about um, supply and demand, how it eventually becomes controlling that supply and demand when you're when you're for profit to an extent, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, I want to segue that into yes. <coughs> how do you how do you as someone who has done time been a consumer of marijuana um, for you know however long you've been smoking? Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about weed in Worcester, weed in Massachusetts, whatever. Where does your mind go when somebody says weed in Massachusetts or... I think we are very... I think we are the underdogs right now in this in this market. Massachusetts, the East Coast itself, comparable to everybody in this whole nation, they say Cali. They say yeah. Cali's the best, Cali, Cali's what it is. Yep. The only difference is the reason why they are there is because they've been doing this way longer than us. Medical mm-hmm. has been going on 20 years. They, mm-hmm. they have been doing this longer than us and they've been fucking it up. Mm-hmm. So, but they have... they. They branched out for so many years and they marketed it out. They have all these connections. Mm-hmm. So they can literally say that they're the best. We're like, we just started. We yeah. just we just got the foot down the door. Massachusetts became wrecked, we, what, five years ago? And our product is becoming just the same par as them. Mm-hmm. We just... We just don't have the mountains or the open land and like the fields where we can go in and bust down on these things, you know? Mm-hmm. When I say like we are underrated, it's because we don't have enough to show the rest of the country mm-hmm. that we are at that same level as mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. We can't go out there and tell you these things because we're still in that market. We're still find we're still finding our way navigating through the sources. But yeah, our yeah. weed is on point, if not better than theirs. They just have value. They this literally is, have value. This is this similar to the Mac processor thing I was mentioning. They're setting the metrics for you to go by. Mm-hmm. They're setting their own metrics and then telling you what the value of those metrics are, and then forcing you to use them to exactly. Your own metrics. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go like Danny, you have you you have a great product, and you've always shown it, and you, we've always done the compare compare and despair thing. You know, like when you see, when we, we even do it with, with dispensaries too. Yeah. Our our products is superior in any way and form, shape and form. The only difference is that our cost. Mm-hmm. But the cost is what it is because of what the quality is. You're mm-hmm. not going to go up to any of these Gucci stores and tell them like, "Hey, your 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 product's great. Let me get it down. Let me let me get it down for a little bit more." You know, mm-hmm. I, I I know I know you gave I know you got the best of the best materials, but I need to drop it down. And you. And they can only say that to us because we're not big names. Mm-hmm. You you aren't talking to 10, 20 people down the line. Let's just say some person from Texas is grabbing some packs over over there, but they're talk but they're getting it from Cali, which is three, four people down. You're not having that conversation. But when you see us and you notice that we're there, we're mm-hmm. we're already we are the first step. Mm-hmm. You think now that it's a negotiation time, you mm-hmm. know? And that's that's where it gets murky. Mm-hmm. And because we are smart enough to tell you, no, that is not correct. This is not how it works. We are we. This is in this isn't the market. Yeah. This isn't where the markets are. This is not it. If you want to go to California and support them, go for it. But mm-hmm. I see them going down very very quickly. Yeah, because, and, and a lot, the other thing too is a lot of those motherfuckers are coming over here, setting up shop in Maine. Exactly, yeah. they're setting up yep. here because they know the risk and taking in between. Yes, <laughs> so. So, um, I just want to dive a little deeper into like the cannabis culture of of Mass and I guess of Worcester mm-hmm. too. But like um, being a cultivator, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being someone that grows and and having all these dispensaries nearby and within arm's reach. Like, 
I guess to form it in a question like when you saw the first dispensary open or have you have you ever been to a dispensary? Yes. Let's, let's start there. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many dispensaries in Worcester have you been to? I've been to two. Okay, which were they? Uh, I stepped foot in Cookies and okay. I went to Good Camp. How was your experience? Uh, I mean, honestly, they're it's 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 a beautiful walk-in. You know, when it comes mm-hmm. down to like us, like going to like us. Back in the day, calling our weed guy, waiting 40 minutes, two hours, three hours, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. having the the options up there, you yes. know, their setup is really, really nice and very impressive. Work, work. Okay. Okay. So, so from a consumer standpoint, one of the benefits... If you're... If, 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 brick the benefit, and mortar. Yeah, the brick and mortar from like, from from you calling your normal weed guy, and don't and don't get me wrong, there's... I tell my... I tell... I tell everybody that are in the industry, like, you need to be on top of your game. It's not back like five, six years ago where you can just lollygag around and have your client wait for you for 30 minutes because they have their shit to do too. Yeah. So they hit, they hit the market on that. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. had the presentability where it's like it's all labeled. It's nicely, like, it's nicely um, um, lab tested and everything so they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. So visually, it's, it's nice. But – oh, yeah, yeah. But go on. What was that? No, no. Um, so – Nice consumer standpoint, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's new, it's hip, you know. Yeah, it's new, it's hip, it's fun, it's yeah, funky, it's exactly. fresh, it's disco, it's roller skating. Exactly. Um, I see that wearing off soon. Though, it's right? all it's all these fun things. So, I guess my question to you is, where do you see yourself fitting into the legal market, if at all? And um, has that been made accessible to you, or what knowledge well, have you seeked? If you wanted to, you know if you wanted to go go legit, yes. What route would you have to go, and what what things have you already found out? Uh, like, for example, have you already looked into the equal opportunity thing that Massachusetts? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I've actually I've actually talked to lawyer uh, to my lawyer. I've actually went and looked into this impact program. The impact program is a joke. It's uh, pretty much to tell you, hey, we are the state is training you to do this job so these other dispensaries can hire you because apparently I'm unhirable. You know, like wow. in their in their eyes is like, oh, you're part it. of your... That is a way to put it. You are going to go... And I, and I heard it before with people working in there. Like, they don't want wow. the type of people that think on their own to be like, hey, you're not doing this right. This is not the right way to grow. And I hear that a lot of, uh, of, uh, of growers going into these dispensary uh, uh, ops. And they're like, we, I would never smoke their weed. Word. Have you have you applied to work at a dispensary? I have. I was have. Was your background check an issue? Yes. <laughs> yes, wow. it was. Yes, it was. Actually, do you remember Liana Sullivan? Yeah. When I was when I got off, when I got out, I needed a job right away, mm-hmm. and she was working at a dispensary, and she was telling me like, "Hey, dude, like you know, they'll hire you. They need it. They need a job and stuff like that." I laughed at her. I was like. I have a record. I have a felony. They're not going to take me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but it's a weed. It's a weed felony. It, they'll take it. They sell weed. Sooner it holds. She told me she's like, yeah, they can't hire you. So I knew the answer to it. It's unfortunate. Yep, and it's it just it's it goes against everything that they try to. You know what I'm saying? It's like the charade. You know what I'm saying? The the smoke and mirrors is like, oh, we want we want people that were impacted. We want minorities. We want women. We want uh, immigrants. We want all you guys to get in on the weed industry. And then you look at the statistics, and it's like. Bro, like it's like ninety something percent is 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 white, white. Mm-hmm. Nobody's from Worcester. There's like one dude from Worcester. 
Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's like, and there's 12, 13 dispensaries. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fam, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, there's, there's maybe like two, I want to say two minority, minority owned. I don't, like, I don't even feel comfortable saying that word because like, what the fuck does that even mean, fam? It's what, offensive to What does minority yeah. owned mean, fam? Like, that's like saying urban, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's a label, it's a label they want to put on. So like, it, it, again, it's a marketing It's tool. a demographic. It's, yeah. It, that's, well, that's, that's the actual, I think, answer is yeah. minority is a demographic that they can... Not, not that they can cater to, that they are expected to t- cater to. Mm-hmm. They're expected to by the state. This, I feel like the states tell them, like, hey, you need to, like, get a certain level of these many people to come in. I mean, but they, statistics then. Minority mm-hmm. is essentially trying to say that there's significantly less of these categories, which mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's accurate anymore. Yeah. So, okay. So, do you, yeah. You, so, you applied to this place, nothing. Yep. Um, I guess like, hmm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think a way to word it, but, oh, can you tell us any more about the, the Equal Opportunity Act thing? Like, so yeah, they just wanted, they, for, when I called, they wanted to do like, kind of like three courses, three or four courses online. It's like kind of some Zoom meetings where like, they're giving like PowerPoints, you know, essentially, essentially what they want to tell you is what I already know. It, it's kind of it's kind of a joke. Like when you like, I see I see it as a joke because you're trying to tell me something that I've already been in the industry learning and doing. And you're you are now. It's like the it's like the grasshopper trying to teach me mm. that you know. Yeah, it's like, someone's trying to teach Mister Miyagi. Exactly. You know. Like and in my head, I'm like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense in any in any way. And that's again why I believe they don't want us within that industry or want to hire us. Because we would look at it and be like, this is not right. This is not the correct way of doing things. I mean, from what I've, the very little knowledge that I've gained about the, the legal cultivation in Massachusetts is that you can't even use certain nutrients or pesticides um, because of what the state determined or the mm-hmm. Cannabis Control Commission determined. Yeah. And it's like, fam, I mean, if. I don't know, man. I, I can see it. I can see. I can see certain things. I get certain things, but then, but then, if if I find out that the only reason that that's in place and I can't use the nutrients that I want to fucking use is because you're promoting or the only thing on your list is all your homeboy shit, mm-hmm. I'm a feel type of way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that. Then, then you're no longer. It's no longer. Let's provide the best medicine to the people. You know I'm what I'm saying? Had, and that's and that's, and that's that's not that's not what it is. And that's yeah. that's my issue. Is like. Fam, if we're, if we're going to be preaching all this shit and putting in all these regulations, why not at least be able to do the best we can at this shit? Why not give the people who are the most experienced the the, the opportunity to do the best? Why not, you know what I'm saying? Why not let Massachusetts be the no, the, the next capital for a bud? I mean, because have you seen there's, Because there's money. You know, yeah, exactly. And it all back down to these people's pockets got to get lined. The right people's hands got to get greased. And it's just like... Is bro like so? Don't make the facade. Don't give me this bullshit equal opportunity bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Don't give me this advisory board that's gonna talk about meetings that never have them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's all a bunch of meetings, bro. It's all a bunch of fucking dick waving, and it's it's, it's, it's just it's just crumbs. It's crumbs. Yeah. It's crumbs to make you shut up to be like, oh, we're helping. We're yeah. we're we're helping. Like I think. I, I I got to the point where I just didn't care anymore when I like saw I, I told you a while back when I woke up to a Snapchat and uh, it was like a Snapchat it was like one of those like channel Snapchat and it was a it was an it was an uh, uh, federal agent I think I think he was in Arizona or Utah and he like specifically said like hey I've been I t- I've been hunting these guys for twenty years now and now I have my own cultivation center 
And like that's when it hit me. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a single too, fuck yeah. anymore. Yeah, like dude. that, that, that right it's a punch there. Punch to the gut, bro. Exactly. It's a punch to the gut because it's like, bro. So you're telling me that the people that you help lock up are still serving time in a fucking cell right now, mm-hmm. while you're dilly dallying away with you and your sons and Chad and fucking Victor, and you're and you're on a farm. Cultivating the same thing that you just took away from homeboy, like absolutely, like not not never mind you the moral fucking fallacies that have to go like happen for you to be able to do that and like smile in front of a camera and talk about it, but it's like the audacity of of people are sitting in jail. For you know what I'm saying, exactly like bro, yeah, take like come, that should have been the first step. Period. Yeah, the first get step is these motherfuckers it. out of jail in every state that you're selling weed. I don't give a fuck. I think mm-hmm. this really comes back to accountability. Uh, America would have to acknowledge that they fucked up putting them there in the first place, and it looks like America is. And it goes back to yeah, yeah, the the, the prohibition of marijuana and hemp. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why don't we have fucking hemp products, man? Why can't I wipe my ass with a hemp piece of paper that cost? What it should. It would you know actually. What I'm it would actually make us very stable. Like, man, why can't we make concrete <laughs> fucking buildings? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on, man? Like, come on, bro. Are we really trying to advance, or are we just trying to let some people advance? And that's, oh, no, absolutely. The, you know, the, the fact, some people. No, the, the fact that there's arguments about billionaires paying, t- whether or not they are going to. Not not if they should pay taxes. It's if they should actually pay taxes. Because <laughs> um, like like the, the, the real question, like everyone knows that. Anyways, yeah. you know we've got a discussion about whether or not they're going to pay any taxes. Yeah. Uh, but they are trying to. There's literally a billionaire space race going on. Um, with you know the the from exploiting everyone. Like like it, like that. America doesn't give a shit about us. It, it, it America doesn't give a shit about the the the, the people, which is no. you know. Almost funniest. We're supposed to be. The irony people. is is like so comedic that it's like we, there's no wonder that we produce such fucking amazing comedians. <laughs> like no bullshit. It's like you guys, you guys got the easiest job in the world. <laughs> you grew up in a fucking circus. You I, know think just, I think it's just because we have so much different personalities in this country, and there's, there's so many yeah. like niches and so many like different different pods of communities that mm-hmm. were that well, they set it up for us to not unite and to just keep fighting each other so nothing really gets done well I so America was created by and created for old white dudes essentially mm-hmm. and, and like like yeah. keep in mind these people owned slaves and treated their partners their 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 wives like property yeah um and, and that that is where we started like yeah. that is the That's baseline boom and seedling right and, and you know so so like it doesn't it's not that it doesn't matter how much we do but like We've done a lot of great things for society in our time, but but like we started from so far in the wrong direction, <laughs> a very 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 low standard. That, like, is, that right, is a heavy yeah. acknowledgement. We got fucking. But is... so like I, I you know every, well I think about that on a regular basis because you know I, I talk to people who like are proud of our country and proud of, and like you have to recognize that like we were created by religious extremists, uh, <laughs> to, uh, getting away from pers- who were like we were. You know, like, yeah, sure, Britain was too controlling. But, like, the people who came here weren't good, and they didn't do good things to start this place. And we need to not pretend that America was 
built on, you know, yeah. good business practices. On jolly fucking folks. Yeah. And, like, yeah. we, we weren't ever, we weren't built on equality and good business practices. But I feel like most countries were, were built off, off of doesn't off matter. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't we matter. Never, we, never be, we never started on We're that. supposed to be the greatest country in the world. We should act like it. Not, you know, yeah. Honestly, say how can we I not still, be less shit than that? I still think we are. I still yeah. think we are. I think this country is... Why? What about our country? Above in yeah. Like I, everything. I, yeah, that's that's a statistic though. I still believe in this country. It's just it that matter. it's yeah, just but, there's but why too do you much believe noise. It? Like, like, but that's the thing. It's the noise is drowning it out. Like, you know, the the, the all lives matter movement is the perfect epitome mm-hmm. of this because now we're discussing the all lives matter movement, okay. not the fucking one that's responding to, not the one that we actually need to, not the one that should be listened to. Mm-hmm. You're right, there is too much, but it's not, it's, the, the, the fact that there's too much is because other people are like, oh yeah, well what about this, what about that? You know, we start talking about women's rights, and they're like, what about God? You know, it, it's... <laughs> and it's like, fam, we were just talking about... There's, there's, there's a lot of counters to it, yes, but again, I think it's because of all these blocks that we've built up, because we are, because it's, it's instilled in us, in this country, in this culture, to keep going against what, what you say and what I say. And so, like, and yeah. then people, like, and then, like, people, like, you know, there's a minuscule version of, like, people like us that, like, we can have a conversation, we can hold it down, but as a group, it's the mob mob mentality well, is what stops us from is, progressing. Is you're, you're being open-minded, you recognize that I might say something that contributes information you haven't received. Yeah. Um, but but it's it's also uh, you know it's we respect each other but but it's it's really comes down to being open minded and willing to consider essentially that you know something we have done might have been wrong. Okay, <laughs> I again I am I'm an immigrant. I came from a country from like from from the post war. Only the only reason why I came from this country came to this country is because of an American soldier having a relation with a Vietnamese woman over there, and that's how my mom was born. And then coming over here, like when you see when there's hate and and um, and racism, all that stuff, that was already happened over there. With just my mom was considered children of the dust. No, but th- so, so I, you- I, there's that's the thing though is we we need to stop saying it happens elsewhere. It's it's worse elsewhere because because that ends up being just a justification. Like the, the 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 statement is racism is a problem. Yeah, it's not, but it's worse elsewhere because like that's always true. Like like not always true. Um, but but you can usually find uh, well it's not as bad as he, let me put it this way yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, no I, worries I, um, I got what I needed I okay. book solo stuff for you so okay. I didn't, like have specific questions but thanks for the segue yeah yeah I definitely needed some of that yeah yeah um, but this is all just gonna be added stuff okay questions. perfect man no worries yeah, I appreciate good you con- good conversations I'm like I'm like I want to interject but I'm the cameraman so I'm just <laughs> be behind things I appreciate yeah, yeah. you man no, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you soon we got a couple more things to shoot absolutely right, thank you man appreciate you here I'll you guys up for the next one so the thing is, though, you have to acknowledge that too—that American culture and how it is. We are, we we are spoiled, and we can have that conversation where, like, it is worse out there. And you have to, and you have to, you have to yeah. acknowledge that we're all from the bottom. The yeah. poorest of the poorest American is still a higher stepping stone yeah. than anybody yeah. else in the world. This, this is the whole my new boyfriend is great because he doesn't beat me like my ex has been conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, I think we can acknowledge we can that always we can always acknowledge it's worse elsewhere yeah. or this is where this mm-hmm. really started from or this comes from here but that doesn't mean that we don't still have this problem or this elephant in the room that 
needs to be dealt with or should be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but it's a great, but the it's the it's I I want to say that that's that's the common ground that we can all sit down and say yeah. and be like yes yeah that is correct yeah and that is and that is where we should stick it as it's all common grounds and certain things but why don't we, we start at the the there are sufficient resources uh vietnam vietnam shouldn't have racism or greed or i mean we terror. don't we, everybody's vietnamese there <laughs> everybody's vietnamese there it's just yeah. it was just because of that war that happened and that's why we were like we were we came over here as how how this is the America I know is that we were American over here saw how badly they were getting treated over there that they okay. had to make the laws to be like yes let's take them in because they are getting fucking killed beaten beaten and left there because of what we did so mm-hmm. that's where I see the America as and that's I when I, I see it. the opportunity when we're looking at this stuff. Like you have to like, and this is just from my life. And like when I explained to you how my d- old man came through and was like, we no English, nothing, and we got up to that single family house in the suburbs to learn. You know, like the opportunity is there. It's just that there's just so much nipping at each other, and that there there's hella fucking obstacles. Yeah, exactly. But like it's still there, and I feel like. People now with social media, with our, with so much outlets that we didn't have back then, that we didn't see the hard issues now. Mm-hmm. Back then, we didn't have, we didn't have to deal with this shit. You know, you, the worst thing I saw was nine eleven when I was a kid. You know, it's like nine eleven happened. All right, yeah, like, I saw a great meme about that a few days ago. That was, you know, how everyone, like all of us, remember where we were. It was mm-hmm. really important. And, you know, it's, it, whereas, like, November 6th, uh, sorry, January 6th last year, mm-hmm. half the country was, like, arguing that it didn't happen or needed to happen or, I don't know, it, it, it's, we don't, we're, we're not being gaslit but you from society. But you from, you're from the suburbs, right? So, so you, so you see the different mindset, you, you, you can relate on the two different mindsets when it comes down to city and suburbs. I can see the, the different mindsets when it, it goes with your, with, um, who you surround yourself with. If they're... Let's just say race, they don't believe racism exists because they don't see it in, in their neighborhoods, in their communities. Because what? There's going to be that one. There's going to be that one black guy, that one couple they see every every day at the grocery store. They're really nice to them. Mm-hmm. They don't see. They don't perceive that because it doesn't happen in their world. Mm-hmm. And so when you're seeing, so when you, they see this on the news or on these certain outlets and stuff like that, they have they they're, they second guess it. Because they don't know they meet it with opposition exactly. Because well, it's not an opposition though. It's or, just or, a different, um, it's a different skepticism. People. Exactly skepticism. Because they never because they know Todd and Brad. They're like, hey, they're a really nice guy. The, the Muhammad family's down down the street. We're really mm-hmm. good people. You know why? Why would this happen? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the difference I think. And that's like the conversation that we need to sit down and talk about is because. Their the a daily life that they have, they don't see it as a daily life in the city or the mm-hmm. daily life in a certain area, mm-hmm. and that's and and that's where you have to you have to acknowledge that factor. Yeah, you gotta have empathy because it's like <coughs> it does happen. Just because mm-hmm. you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Just because there's people getting abducted and sold on the sex trade every day doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, just because there's people committing suicide and all this stuff, you know, yeah. like, doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah, and. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just different that they have to go they have to see it themselves and it's like seeing or believing. So is from what, most from what I understand, this is what privilege comes down to is, and I'm I'm speaking from privilege about this that mm-hmm. essentially for the it's not that I didn't think racism still existed. It's mm-hmm. you know I didn't it couldn't exist in my town. It wasn't this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know it, it's 
I knew racism was a problem, but it wasn't one right here because mm-hmm. you know. And what it really comes down to is, uh, you know, I haven't expe- you know I haven't experienced racism. Okay. Um, and you know, as a young twenty year old, I didn't realize. I mean, this is this goes beyond just racism. There's a lot of things that you know everyone else. I, I didn't realize my experiences were completely different, but. Uh, you know, I'm think- most people are just thinking about things from their perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you recognize that, like, most 50-year-old white dudes are thinking, here's how I have 50 years of experience, I have not experienced once what this person is describing, so they're probably making it up, mm-hmm. is essentially, it, it's obviously worse than that. It's, you know, uh, it, it's also, and acknowledging that this exists, like, here, here's the other thing, and this is, I think, the, the real block and this is it comes back to capitalism uh, still like in the whole people anyways the, the bunch of old 50 year old white dudes are saying to themselves uh, th- no your struggles are your struggles I had similar struggles like a lot of people are saying my poverty is equivalent to the racism you suffered that's one thing mm-hmm. I see a lot yeah. is yeah, uh, I've I experienced you know, I've yeah, experienced yeah. this so I understand that is something yeah. but, but it, it's they're essentially outright saying um, I haven't experienced what you have, so I don't think you could have, or I don't believe. It, 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 and but, it's but that's not all of them, because I like there are racists who don't. Th- I grew up down south. They're racist. They don't think they're racist. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they don't not experience it. They yeah. are racist. Yeah. They don't believe that it's a problem. They think that is it's normal. They think that's well, but the they're, 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 they're that's valuable. their way. Like that's how it is. But like, the yeah. real complication with them getting from there to a sense of empathy is that their sense of value is built on their. Uh, perceived work there you know it's always the it's always the same per- getting perceived superiority too yeah mm-hmm. yeah. It, yeah it's their their edu- their accomplishments are based on you know or how they value their own self-worth mm-hmm. if they were to acknowledge that they had it any easier and easier is not the right word because it's it's not easier to be white it's more difficult to be any other color mm-hmm. but if they were to acknowledge that other people had it harder than them that attacks their sense of self-worth we need to get past that for them to even be able to consider i think it's that, that they're not being acknowledged either though mm-hmm. and that's and that's yeah, where no, and that's I mean, where everything... have you I've, I've gone to the south too and they're they're very very poor they have different values. Oh, they have different things. Some like that. of it. No, no, also yeah. very that, that's rich because they're the very, the very, the very, the very few. Though there's no. again the only very. I've only witnessed the very Full few. Full towns, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've seen abandoned towns too. Yeah, I've yeah. seen abandoned towns yeah. too. So like we'll see, we'll see the worst of the worst and the best of the best. But at the end of the day, it's just their communities and how they perceive things. Well, but but that's the other thing is it's it is it's exactly what you're saying yeah. how they perceive things. But their self worth is I am a successful this this that, that and this. But I also think that of myself as well. Right, and you would do, and so and so has the hip hop community because they push through that. The hip hop community yeah, always does. acknowledge that we all push yeah. that we are successful because of the things we have done, mm-hmm. and recognizing that other people haven't had the same opportunities or haven't experienced the same things we have mm-hmm. in the same ways. Like, like my identity for the longest time is I'm successful because I do things right because I'm doing it better than other people, mm-hmm. and you know that that's honestly dumb once you think about how many different ways, like, like. Sure, I might have done a bunch of things right. Sure, I might have done a bunch of things better. But if I was slightly different in a bunch of different ways, people would have treated me very, very, very different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most people don't ever get to that point, and they need to, to, to be able to understand your perspective. Yeah. Because what you're describing to them contradicts what their experiences were, but, but also... 
you know, you saying you had, like, it was harder for me to do the same thing as you, uh, they hear it as uh, you had it easier, or, or not you yes. had it easier, but they, they had it as that is worth less to me than it is to you. Yes. And yes. they need yes. to get the fuck away from that. Yes, because mm. that's dangerous and it's fucking. I think they also think that the everything, every, it's all like a. Again, the whole like free market and like capitalism. They believe that everybody has a chance. It's all uh-huh. it's all a flat line. Yeah, but it's a rushing even playing field. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the perspective that we because we we don't see that. And that's and that's where like that brick wall. That's like, where the comes divide. That's where the divide happens, mm-hmm. and it's tough having those conversations. And because you want to look at that, most people are stuck in their ways. Let's yeah. be honest, especially. People, like you're saying, with 50 years of experience, people are very stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. The fucking saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, doesn't exist for no reason. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's tough to have these conversations, but it's important to have these conversations because that's how we fucking evolve. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like at the end of the day, like, yo. So this is an old quote. I thought it was a meme and I Googled it. It turns out to be an old John Steinbeck quote. <laughs> Socialism never took root in America because the poor there see themselves not as an exploited uh, proletariat but as temporarily embarrassed millionaires mm-hmm. and this is what you know what I realized is the Trump crowd Oof. wants to be him yeah like they all think that that if they work hard enough they will be successful if they shoot enough TV I mean they shows. do they, they, they yeah. do I mean if you're if you're screwing around a whole lot of bunch of people yeah I mean that's that's their market and that's their business let me yeah. use the bathroom real quick okay. that's that's their market for that upstairs uh, yeah so what hardships have you come across as getting into the weed industry? So the joke is right now is that you need a shit ton of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, you need right now to look at a space, to look at any, anything right now. The, the owner is looking at your bank account and you have to have a minimum of at least 500K in the bank. Even if you have that 500K right now, you need to get licensed, which costs, with the, through the lawyer fees and stuff like that, it's going to cost me another 25K. Um, equipment I've looked into, which was a small two thousand square foot uh, flower room with uh, with vegging and stuff like that, would cost me about two point one million in cash. And also, just the whole anxiety of getting licensed and yeah. having the state be like, "Hey, can you? Get, are we going to let you do it? Or are we going to let you not? But you need to. You need. You need to get the place first before you even apply." Yeah. Yeah, and, which is crazy, and have it completely outfitted mm-hmm, the way we say mm-hmm, before before the plant goes down too. So as uh, as of what Petty Coast is right now, I am pretty much hitting residentials. I am going into people's homes. I am setting you setting their medical rooms up in the in the best way that I can. Yeah, and that is it right now. Well, I'm building up my base from there, yeah. and then through the tumble snow, the snowball effect. Hopefully, I'll be able to gain enough money and gain enough uh, help from that that portion of the business to get licensed. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you're enabling people to grow weed who otherwise wouldn't have the knowledge to, wouldn't have the access to the equipment or, or otherwise. Exactly. So I'm providing that that portion to help amplify myself. Yeah, because at the end of the day, yeah, you growing you helping them grow weed helps you out because mm-hmm. you're like, hey, look at this great weed that I grew with this guy. Yep. You want to grow some weed, I'll help you grow weed. Yeah. I'll help you grow weed. Oh, so, exactly. So I get it. Because I'm not it. out here. I don't want 
I've looked into getting investors and stuff like that, but again, the whole portion is that you're working for me. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're at the end of the day, yeah. you are working for yeah, me. Yeah, someone else is providing the money. You're mm-hmm. you're giving up the agency that makes it worth doing in the first exactly, place. Exactly, exactly. So that's my that is that is where I'm getting cuffed right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what uh, what more about the licensing process can you tell us? Like, what would be what is you know essentially the first step, and more importantly, what do they expect you to have before getting to that step? The the really in Massachusetts, the first step is to get the location. The second step is to have money for it, and for them to see that you can sustain this for at least two years with no sales, no 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 plants, no nothing. Wow. So. Yeah. Do you know why, like, the state care? Like, obviously, like, they want you to... Like, why do they care about your ability to stay open for the licensing procedure? Honestly, I... in It's terrible to say, but my mentality is that they only want the big dogs to come in there because they lost the drug war, so they're trying to get as much money back as possible uh-huh. from all their funding. And uh, that's really... And they honestly don't want anybody that's been in this industry or have thoughts to go in there to start... Just start working and start getting licensed. Yeah, start thriving and start thriving. They do, they don't want us to be a part of it, and it's and it's clear. And you can't no matter what anybody says, perspective wise, their actions speaks for themselves. They don't want us in. I mean, look, yeah, look at Worcester. There's 12, 13 dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Who's from Worcester here? Exactly. Because if if this shit was the way Worcester was laid out, we would have the most diverse group of CEOs <laughs> in mm-hmm. fucking Massachusetts. You know exactly. what I mean? Like. What the fuck? Yeah. It's a joke. It's it's honestly a joke. And they tell and you know they like it's like it's like funny when they like have like these dialogues like oh like we're gonna corrective justice like we want we want the the tax the tax money is gonna be going back to schools gonna go help the community but the community can help themselves <laughs> they they just don't yeah. want us to help ourselves they yeah. want us to fucking beg on 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 our knees yeah. to be like hey. Please, can I get this? One, we can just obviously do it ourselves. They don't want. They don't want that energy. No, they they want everyone to, to go entirely through mm-hmm. them for every step of the process. Mm-hmm. And, so they can and it goes it and up. it goes back to the whole like, why am I going? Why do I need you to tell me what I've been doing already? To like for you to like for them mm-hmm. to like step up and be like, you need to follow what we've been doing because this is the correct way. Yeah, but it hasn't been. Yeah, you guys haven't you guys han't been in, in the shit. Yeah, I've been doing this shit as long as I have. Yeah, I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. Where, where, <laughs> this where? all doesn't make sense. So is that? Can I ask? Is that where the petty comes from? Yes, petty this petty coast came from me sitting in my jail cell, looking at this, and yeah. was like, "Hey, Massachusetts is legal. Yeah. Oh wait, you can't get licensed. Yeah. You are not. You can't do this." So, right so now. tell us about the moment you watched Ma- Massachusetts become legal. Oh, I was in, I was in my jail cell. I was in um, I believe. What was it? Stateville. Stateville, Illinois. And we were on lockdown. So the TV's on. TV's on. And we're watching, like, we're watching the presidential uh, campaign, you know? So, like, yeah. all the, the the winnings and stuff like that. And right in the bottom was Massachusetts voted for uh, rec. Recreational. Recreational. And I stood up and I looked at this and I'm like, this is it. I'm fine. I, I know what I'm doing with my life. Word, like word, that word. that was that was the moment that was like I'm gonna grow the best weed and not even the best weed because I know people that are growing 20 30 40 years before me yeah 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 I know right there in my soul I'm gonna fucking hire these people yeah and we are gonna crush it my celly actually looked and laughed and he's like celly aren't you in here for this and I said <laughs> yes motherfucker I am 
And when I get out, I'm going to fucking get this shit run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, niches down the road. We're still working on it. But fuck it, man. I'm not stopping. This, I see this as a long-term thing. Yeah. And I see the moment, the moment we break through, man, it is done and over with. Mm -hmm. I, I will, I see us crushing every fucking thing Mm -hmm. possible. It's just at this point in time, I got to keep going with bureaucracy stuff popping. You know, Mm -hmm. that's it. Because at that, it's the, it's when the federal fucking government releases their hands. That's when it's gonna fucking fly. I really I keep hoping we're getting closer and closer we're not. to that. We're not. That's just gonna stall, stall forever. Yeah, you see how they're stalling right now with the fucking infrastructure plan? They, they, can't, they can't agree on anything. No, that's just gonna stall forever. But that gives us time to keep building, keep working. Like I said, keep I'm not stopping. You're not stopping. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep on doing what we're fucking doing. And that's it. I like it. I like it. That's a good note. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, and um, yeah, thank you. Hey, thank you, man. Uh, yes, sir. We need to do the intro thing. We never even started on. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We were all over the place on this shit. To be honest with you, it honest, was really, really it's, cool. It's okay. It worked out. I uh, loved it. I, my, I think we should have started recording like half an hour earlier. That was great. But yeah, it's okay. Hey, can I call you right back? All right, bye. Hey, this is David Webb, and this is what could possibly go wrong with Danny Phantom. One win from Petty Kippers. Hey. Ba 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 ba. Dude, let me hit that. What is that?